This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Easter Sunday <laughs> edition of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour here on AM 740. As always, a quick reminder. Right, guys? Naz, Wally, how are you this morning? I'm great, Neil. Just wanted to say a happy Easter yes. to all our listeners. Yes, and let's do a quick reminder that we do have a website that we'd like you to visit. It's uh, Naz and Wally. .ca, right? And what do you want? And don't forget to make calls. We do. It is a call-in show at 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Again, 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. Uh, lots to talk about today. Lots happened this week. Um, let's get into it. Let's Another right great it. week in sports. Yeah. Hot, hot, hot topics, Raptors, NHL playoffs, Jays, Raptors disappointing loss yesterday, Naz, NHL Not really playoffs. disappointing. Nothing's better than the first round in sports. Nothing's better than the first round of the NHL playoffs. That, uh, that Hawks-St. Louis Blues series is something else. And uh, two, two incredible games, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. The Jays, uh, an interesting week. A disastrous Thursday, a disastrous doubleheader with the Twins, but they managed to reco- recover quite nicely and are currently sitting tied for first in the uh, in the AL East. Unbelievable. And I uh, want to get to uh, an interesting email that we received uh, this week. Yes, I forgot to introduce that, just so that everybody knows we do, and we are going to begin the process of having email question of the week. And we have one. And, and we do, from Pat in Toronto. Interesting email. Yes. Was it appropriate for Brendan Shanahan to be presented with Leafs jersey number 14 at the press conference on, was it Monday? Monday. It was Monday, yeah. Very, very interesting observation. Very interesting is the fact, too, that Walter is wearing number 14. I'm wearing number 14. Unfortunately, we're not on TV, but I'm wearing number yes. 14. But my 14 doesn't say Shanahan on the, on the back of it. All right. It's got a nice little C on it, and it's a four-letter word that doesn't start with F, contrary to our, our Raptors general yeah. GM. <laughs> exactly. My four-letter word starts with K. Yes. Naz? Well, I didn't like that at all. That's one thing I did notice, and uh, I don't understand the Leafs doing that. Shanahan never played for the Leafs. He's going to be a president of Toronto, the Toronto Maple Leafs. But he's never played there. But, you know, I took a look at him in that press conference, and he looked kind of, when the sweater was given to him or they were showing the sweater, he didn't look like he was too comfortable with it himself. 
uh, in fairness to Brendan Shanahan, but that to me is the uh, real slap in the face. I, 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 sorry, Neil. No, go ahead. I've had a I've had an ongoing beef uh, with, with the Leafs. Yeah. Uh, people who know me for a long, long time, because every time I walk into the ACC, I see a whole bunch of sweaters across the top, except for one. And we don't see number 14 race to the rafters. And that's not necessarily – I'm not going to blame that on MLSC because it's been well known that Dave Keon and, and, and the Toronto Maple Leafs have had their issues over the years. So the fact that number 14 hasn't been raised to the rafters is not entirely the fault of MLSE. But Dave Keon, quite frankly, um, to me – and to most people of my generation, the yeah. Zoomers, or yes. uh, as we like to call ourselves on Zoomer Radio, AM740, uh, for our generation, Dave Keon was the greatest Toronto hockey player ever. And they've done uh, analysis, they've done books, they've done reports, and every time they tried to do a poll of the best hockey players in Toronto Maple Leaf history, Dave Keon's always at the top. Yeah, and you've and actually, I wrote a piece on our blog. Yes, I exactly. just want to tell the listeners, yeah. this is all before this controversy came up. Correct. A few weeks back, I wrote a piece on the blog on nazandwally.ca. Listeners are welcome to go there and check it out. I wrote this piece of why I believe number 14 should be retired yes. from the Leafs. And I made the point, can you imagine... a Detroit Red Wing call-up wearing number nine or a Boston Bruin wearing number four or a Montreal Canadian wearing uh, number nine or number four for that matter. And I, I, I can't see that picture. Yeah. And when I saw number 14 at that press conference, to me, it just looked out of place. Well, let's take a look at the lease and uh, uh, what they've done. There's two other numbers that I'd like to bring up, too, and we've never discussed this, Wally. But number 21 and number 27. 27 was worn by Frank Mahovlich and Daryl Sittler. Don't yeah. you think that number should be up there too? Well, tw- look, no, no. look at 21. It's worn by Bobby Bond and Boreas Salming. That number should be up there no, too. No, but those numbers are up there. Yeah, but they're, they're up not there, retired. but they're not retired. retired. That's and what the, bothers me, yeah. that they're not retired. And the interesting thing about the Toronto Maple Leafs, are, they are one of three teams in the NHL. They don't retire sweaters. They honor sweaters. And you, you can make an argument both ways, but they're the only original six team that has that long history. And if I'm not mistaken, we're coming up on the 100-year anniversary of, of, of the Leaf franchise in its, in its previous incarnations. They're the only one of the original six that does not retire sweaters. No, I just want to remind people that, you know, if you want to get in on this discussion, to give us a call at 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. This is a great topic, actually, and we've had this discussion in the past, and people should go to the blog. There's a lot of incredibly good references to, you know, various teams and what they have done. And, and, and this is a slight to a guy like Dave Keon. Um, well, I that, think it, uh, I think it's a slight. People forget or, or weren't around, especially for our young listeners, how great of a player Dave Keon was in the 1960s. Four Stanley Cups. Okay, yeah. First Conn Smythe Trophy winner. Uh, if they had have had the Conn, if they had have had the Conn Smythe Trophy prior to 1967, probably won won another two. Probably played 
one of the greatest games a player's ever played in hockey history. Forgive me for saying that, but Game 7, 1964, it's the first, it's the game that I remember the most, or the first game I remember watching. Scored three goals yeah. in the Montreal Forum. Game 7, Stanley Cup semifinals, everything on the line, up against the hated Habs who had walked away with first place that year. Leafs win the game 3-1. to one. Keon scores all three goals. Yeah. One shorthanded. One on the power play, one into an empty net. Yeah, Arguably the best game ever played by a hockey player in a pressure situation. Against a tough team, of course. You know, there's another number also with number seven with Tim Horton and Lanny McDonald. Now, these numbers, there's plenty of numbers out there. People, The players are wearing 62, 59, 48. At this point in time, I would rather retire those sweaters than have guys like John Cordick, number 27, wearing Daryl Sittler and Frank Mahovlich's number. That's a joke. You're right. And that's got to stop. The Leafs, the Leafs have to look at this because they really don't, and it's a problem with the organization. Could you imagine? We discussed this earlier, too. Could you imagine Vincent LeCavalier in the future, in the next five, six years, retires and go and becomes the president of the Montreal Canadiens? You think that he's going to have the number four sweater with Le Cavalier on the back, a Montreal sweater? I don't think so. You make a very good point there, Naz. And, um, and that's sometimes that's the difference between the Montreal Canadian franchise and the Toronto Maple Leaf franchise. It just seems that the Canadians, maybe because they've had more success in the last 30 or 40 years than the Toronto Maple Leafs have, but it just seems that the Montreal Canadiens tend to integrate their past and appreciate their past a lot better than the Toronto Maple Leafs do. Now, I will give MLC credit. They've made an effort. They brought the 1962 team in for celebration. They've brought the 1967 team in for celebration. Um, there was that episode with Lewicki earlier on where he tried to take down some of the photos uh, within the ACC, celebrating some of the um, some of the older players, I believe Lewicki uh, apologized that and and said that that was wrong and, and restored everything. It just the, the the Canadians seem to be do so much better of a job of this than the Toronto Maple Leafs do, and and it, it sort of, it bothers me because the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens are the two most storied franchises in 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 hockey history. And I just believe the Toronto Maple Leafs, as you say, should retire those sweaters. Nobody else should be wearing number 14. Let's hopefully get a call back on that. Uh, we're going to go to commercial. We'll be right back, and we'll pick it up where we left off. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when my wife accused me of having an affair. How could I tell her that I was hopelessly in love with extra thin crust pizza from Pizzaville? I didn't ask for this to happen. It was so thin, so delicate, so delicious... I can't bear to share it with my wife. She wants me to see a counsellor, but I don't want to share it with him either. Call Pizzaville for an extra thin crust pizza at 736-3636. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them every day. 
they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. The war on cancer is not a single fight. It's a series of heroic battles fought day after day. At the Scarborough Hospital, they count their victories one patient at a time. But with your support, they can do more. Saturday, May 10th, help them raise $2 million toward integrated cancer care while honoring Dr. Don Noria, this year's Scarborough World Gala Lifetime Achievement Award recipient. To order tickets or donate, call 416-431-8130 or visit ScarboroughWorldGala.com. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. The only thing I love more than sports is sports radio. Take it away, boys. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Yeah, we're back. And uh, just another reminder to uh, give us a call at 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. And uh, we left it off at uh, a discussion about uh, Dave Keon in particular, one of Walter's favorite all-time hockey players. An incredible skater, by the way. I mean, uh, there's, there's no question that when you watch that man, you know, even even films today, um, incredibly gifted. And uh, let, me, let me just ask you this one question before we move on. Because uh, it's something that's kind of been, you know, in the back of my mind, is like if a play if a player is offered number fourteen, um, for whatever reason, should he accept it, or should the players take a stand and send a message to to the Maple Leaf organization that this is not acceptable to 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 continue to circulate these numbers of these legends? Well, what does a player do? I mean, it's I, I can't say that it's the player's fault, and they shouldn't even offer the sweater, Neil. Okay. That's, that's my well, opinion. I, I agree, Naz. They shouldn't offer the sweater, and the difficulty that some of these younger players will face if they're offered, uh, let's say, number 14. I don't believe anybody's worn number 14 since. Has it been Matt Stajan? Was he the last? Was Matt it Hoagland? Stajan, Jonas Hoagland. Yeah, so it's, it's been. Dave a, Andrew Chuck, Andrew Chuck, Dave so, Reed. So it's been a good, let's say, six or seven years since Stajan left. No, it's uh, staging only left about four years ago. Yeah, so uh, it's difficult for I. It, you're, I agree they shouldn't be offered the sweater, but a younger player, I don't know how much they would be able to appreciate True. how great of a player Dave Keon was and what he meant to this franchise. This is uh, this is a good for this. Zoomer. Is, this, is, this, is, this is a Zoomer thing. Yeah. I mean, totally. I think you have to have been born in the 1950s and earlier to really truly appreciate the player that Dave Keon was. Now you look at it, you look at stats, and I'm, I've always said you know stats are are great, 
but they don't reveal the true worth of a player at times. Yes. Dave Keon was the best 200-foot hockey player ever. Nobody played both ends of the ice like Dave Keon. Nobody killed penalties like Dave Keon. Nobody had a backhand like Dave Keon. Nobody skated like him. That's it. And, um, and he could play the power play. Uh, he was the heart and soul of the Toronto Maple Leafs during four Stanley Cup runs. And, and to, going back to the point, should somebody refuse that sweater? Well, somebody who was born in the 80s and 90s that's now in the NHL, yeah. they're not going to appreciate the player that Dave Keon was. So it's very difficult for them. They would look at that as an honor uh, if it's being offered to them. Yes, exactly. And I think that, that could be that could pose a problem is that they are, you know, like I'm, I'm basically being honored with this number. Um well, a pretty good 200-foot player is Pavel Datsuk. So I don't know about all time, but he's there. He's definitely there, and he should be it should be retired for sure. Well, Raptors. The, Raptors. Um, um, great season. Like you said. I Fantastic know, I'm gonna, season. I'm going to quote you. Uh, don't get too excited. Uh, over in three. Do um, you still think that that's the way it's going to turn out for these guys? Over in three. Yeah, well, you said three games going to be whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I think the Raptors are going to get back into this series. I mean, they, they got their feet wet a, a bit yesterday. Mm. Uh, I think what cost them the game was uh, was turnovers, quite frankly. Um, they were in the game uh, up until the very end, fought back. They, they were, Lowry was incredible yesterday. Yeah, he's, a, he's an incredible player. I he, wish the Leafs had some character guy like that. Boy, oh boy, he tried to take the team on his... Uh, it, 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 on his back, right? It's funny you say that, Naz, because when I was watching the game yesterday and I saw the effort um, Lowry's putting in, the exact same thought came to my mind: is I wish, I wish the Toronto Maple Leafs had have had somebody like that in those key games at the end of the season that just tried to strap the team and just take it. And uh, Lowry's a heart and soul guy. Um, they've got to get him on a contract. Um, can't afford to lose him. I don't see. You know. It, Wally, it's been it's hard to gauge right now how good the Raptors are because so many teams were so bad this year in the NBA, like Milwaukee and Boston, and well, it goes inter- on and on. They were all trying to throw the season so they could get <laughs> a draft pick because there's the top five picks in the draft are pretty strong. They're franchise players, from what we understand, and one of them uh, is Canadian, but. It's hard to gauge how good this team is because I'm not sure they're that good, well, really. You make a very good point, Naz, because the Raptors finished third in the East. That's correct. But overall, most of the strong teams are in the West. So I believe they're 11th or 12th overall. So I, I agree with you. It's difficult to gauge how good they are. They're up against a very experienced team in Brooklyn, um, I believe they. I, I believe they can pull this series out. I think as the series goes along, their youth and their energy might uh, might take them to to the next level and, and get us some wins and get us a get us a series. Well, I'm pulling for them, but I don't think they're going to win the series. I think New, uh, the Brooklyn team is too experienced, and I don't I don't see them winning a series. I think I got my wires crossed. I think it was Naz that made that statement last week, and I attributed it to Walter. I think I'm in big trouble by the end of the show. <laughs> you know, just by the look on his face. I mean, if it was on television, it would certainly come out that uh, you know. Interesting trivia question about the uh, NBA playoffs this year. First time. If not in a long, if not in history, in a very long, long time, that the Knicks, the Lakers, and the Celtics 
None of them are in the playoffs. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. That, that's really unbelievable. Listen, everybody, give us a call at 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. If you have any questions for Naz Wally or myself, not likely me, but these guys are certainly waiting for your questions. Two things about the Raptors. Two key components that aren't signed to a contract. Lowry and, interestingly enough, Casey. If he isn't the best coach in the NBA, I don't know who is. He's he's pretty pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't call him the best, but he's uh, he's up there, and he's probably the best coach in uh, in the city anyway of any of the uh, well, major sports teams. Uh, I don't know if that's saying a lot, but <laughs> let, let's be charitable on on Easter Sunday. Uh, he's definitely he's definitely a great coach. And uh, your impressions of the game yesterday, Ness? Uh, they worked hard. You got to give them credit. They didn't give up. They they made a big effort in the game, but they seem to be. Uh, it looks like Brooklyn has turned it up a couple of notches, where the uh, Raptors are still the same as they were during the regular season. And in playoff time, as you guys know, you got to go up one, two, three notches to to win series, and uh, that didn't happen yesterday. But they did try hard. Well, I know uh, the the net coach Jason Kidd's not one of your favorite, uh, not one of your no. favorites. But uh, I, he did come up with a game plan that shut DeRozan down, kept it kept the ball away from DeRozan, got him off his game. And um, aside from the turnover aspect of the game, that's probably what won the game for the Nets yesterday. Yeah, they were going inside with Valanchunas, and they were uh, very successful going that way. I don't know why they uh, strayed away from that uh, after during the game. DeRozan didn't uh, – he, he hit some foul shots, but he didn't really play well. I think it was 2 for 13 or 3 for 13 from the field, and that's not him. So what do the Raptors have to do to, 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 to uh, show this team that, they're, uh, you know, that they mean business out there? Is the experience killing them? Is it youthful exuberance falling apart and, and, and crumbling uh, late in the game? Uh, what are they doing wrong? How can they improve? What can they do to make this, uh, make this a series? Got to cut down on turnovers, number one. Yeah. Number two, I'm, I don't think they're that far away. Is it nerves? Uh, you know, I don't think it's nerves. On the ball away. I don't, I don't think it's nerves. Let's, they're, they're playing. It's a pretty even series. There's two teams that uh, I would say are evenly matched. They, they're not... Uh, they're not built in the same way, yeah. but you know they're evenly matched teams. Uh, games can go either way. I mean, the season series between the two of them was split down the middle, two-two. Mm-hmm. Two. Yeah. So this will probably be a long series. Yeah. Um, Raptors got to keep up the energy level. Um, they've got to move the ball quick. They've got to get the Nets running up and down the floor and tire them out. That makes they, sense. They, they were they were doing a good job of it for a good chunk of the game yesterday. But down in the crunch, they just couldn't, at the end of the game, you know, Brooklyn got into their half-court offense, slowed the game down, and, yeah. and managed Paul Pierce, you know, came through with some big, some big baskets at, at the key time in the game. And that was the difference yesterday. Tuesday night, I th- Tuesday night, I think it's going to be a different game. Yeah, you know what's it. happening out there, too, is uh, the Raptors deserved to lose yesterday, but the refereeing was god-awful yesterday. It was... Uh, Looks like look looks like the veteran guys are getting the calls, and the veteran guys are on the uh, Brooklyn team. But I'm not saying that they lost the game because of that, but they are at a slight disadvantage being a young team. Well, you know, I've heard that complaint. Um, Toronto Raptors and Canadian fans have been making that complaint for the longest time that the, we don't get the breaks 
that the NA, the NBA refs are against the Raptors because we're a Canadian team. Uh, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Good teams have a way of winning. Um, it's it's true that people will tell you that veteran players, players who have been in the league for a long period of time, uh, tend to get calls go their way. They get the benefit of the doubt from referees. But I don't, not so sure that's a Canadian thing or no, a Raptor I thing. I didn't say it was a Canadian thing. Right? I think that's you know you you put uh, you put a couple of NBA All Stars in 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 the Raptor lineup and they've been here for five eight years. You watch the Raptors; those guys will get calls as well. Yep. The Raptors need to. Uh, they better win Game Two because if they don't, the series is going to be a short one. It won't. I, I, they may go down four straight if they don't win the next game. Oh, don't say that, Ness. I haven't well, recovered from the Leaf debacle. We're gonna. I mean, I've gotten all excited about the Raptors, and you're gonna, and we're gonna go out four straight. I may not survive this spring. I I'm mean, not no, really I mean, excited <laughs> about the Raptors because I, I think the season the, was a mirage because I there was a so mirage. many yeah there was so many bad teams in the, in the uh, in the division and in the league. That that record of forty eight wins, I think they they could barely play over five hundred if all the no. teams. Yeah, no, we, I don't I think there's. I got good. a serious bone to pick. I with don't you think there. the Raptors good. played great team basketball. They restored faith in basketball in the Toronto market. You saw what happened yesterday before the game. Uh, it was like it was like the Leafs in Maple Leaf Square. There, that a full. That's right. The full the fan the 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 crowd was the most exciting crowd I've ever seen at any Toronto sporting event. We should. Like take take a couple of thousand bottle of those it. and put them in a Leaf bottle game, yes. and bottle it. But I I think the city's a buzz over the. I'm Raptors. not criti- I'm not criticizing the Raptor fans. I think they're good. I'm just saying I don't think <laughs> oh, the team. Like the I, team. Don't, I don't think the team is as good as their record says. That's what I'm saying. The to interesting you. part about their record is that most of it came after the trade. Yes. Right. So actually, look at the percentage. After the huge trade, the record, if they had had that lineup the whole year, the record would have been even better. It would have been much better. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Baseball. Jays. Blue Jays. First place, Wally. <laughs> Ten and eight. Ten and eight. That's like I said. Uh, Maybe that one's a mirage. Mark Burley, four and zero, ERA point six seven. And how long is that going to last? Well, point six seven won't last all year, but you know he's a crafty veteran he is a really good pitcher let's go to commercial we'll come back we'll pick up on the jays it was a rainy day when pizzaville asked how much loyalty is there in the world anymore well about 14 inches we figure introducing pizzaville's new loyalty program after your sixth order you'll receive a large 14 inch pizza of your choice free with your seventh order you scratch our back we feed your face Find out more at pizzaville.ca. That's pizzaville.ca. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. This van took our family on some of the best and worst road trips. 
Every vehicle holds memories, which makes saying goodbye tough. Give your car a legacy to remember. Donate it to Kidney Car. You'll benefit those living with kidney disease, and that's a memory you can cherish. Kidney Car offers fast, free towing, plus a minimum tax receipt of $300. Call 1-866-788-CARS or visit kidneycar.ca. Kidney Car. Donate. Feel great. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. Are they ever wrong about sports? I can answer that in two words. Impossible. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. And we're back. Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We have a call on line one. The governor. What do you got to say, man? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Happy Easter. Happy Same Easter. to you. I, I'm going to take a little bit of a glass half-empty stand here on the Jays. I want you to spend a little bit of time discussing R.A. Dickey and <laughs> what do we do with this guy. I've been looking at his stats over the last few years, and I've noticed that his ground ball rate, the rate that he's been getting guys to hit in the ground balls, has been dropping since before his Cy Young year. His Cy Young year was a bit of an aberration in 2012. He was uh, mixing in sinkers and, and, and getting pinpoint control, but that seems to have disappeared. What do we do with this guy? Great, cash, great question. As we were talking about R.A. Dickey just before the show, and you, you came up with an interesting comment about it. R.A. Dickey is supposed to be our number one pitcher for the Jays. The, the bad thing about him being number one is He's a, basically a 500 pitcher. Take the Cy Young Award winning year out. And he's basically a 500 pitcher. Let's probably go 12 and 13, 13 and 12. He has to have a catcher catch him because he's a knuckleball pitcher. And that catcher has to play who can't even hit. And they take a position out of the lineup, a strength position in the batting order. And I don't see him doing anything else for this team. I, I just, I don't like him. I didn't like him when they signed him because of the fact that uh, he needed his own catcher. And the caller is absolutely right. He, on the road last year, he was a better pitcher on the road than at home last year. 
And he comes from the National League, where I really wonder about pitchers coming over from the National League going to the American League. Not too many of them succeed because the American League, the the batting orders are so tough to pitch against. Well, there's no easy out. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> there's no there's no pitcher that's got to go up and hit. So there's not you don't get that break in the order. Yeah, um, where Mark Burley has pitched with Chicago, he has no hitter and a perfect game. Yeah, he's pitched Chicago White Sox, not the I, Cubs. I think the call was. I think the call was a great call. Um, I haven't. If if R. A. Dickey is the ace of your staff, and I I think you have a problem. Um, he might be a good number three man. Um, you pointed out quite quite well, Naz, that um, we signed him, and you know general managers um, fall into this. I don't know what you call it a trap, or they they overpay. They overpay for players coming off career years. And I, I would have thought when you go to general manager school 101 that that's the, the cardinal mistake. Don't pay for a guy who has that one breakout year that's completely out of ordinary what, with what his uh, normal career stats are. And, and that's, what, that's what ended up happening with R.A. Dickey. David Clarkson's another classic example. And we don't, believe me, we don't want to talk about that. Talk about Clarkson. We, we, we don't, I, I just, I don't want to get into that today. But that's the example. You're overpaying for guys who come off their career year. And, and if Dickey's the ace of your staff, I don't think this team goes very far. Well, I don't think he's the ace of the staff. There's, uh, you know, there's Well, he's Burley. being paid he's, like the ace of the staff. Burley's salary is pretty good yeah. too, but Burley's uh, Burley's an experienced, crafty pitcher. You know, he's he's an old school type pitcher. He moves the ball around the plate. He's uh, an excellent, excellent pitcher. And the Jays have a they the Jays have a gem in uh, Hutchinson. I think he has great stuff, absolutely terrific stuff. From what I saw, I was really impressed with the way the Jays bounce back from Thursday night. They 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 uh, they bounce back. Uh, they're now tied for first in in, in in East. They've got Reyes back, a couple of, a great another great pitching performance from Burley. Um, they could go on a little run here. Um, I could very well them seeing you know Bautista's off to a hot start. Yeah, uh, he he he's doing well. I could very well see the Jays going on a little run here and uh, you know win ten out of thirteen or something like that. And you know we're gonna get the we're gonna get the city of buzz. Well, we dropped a call earlier, and uh, but I do have the uh, the question up on the board wall. You want to just pick that up? The uh, um, question came in from Angelo, was it? Well, we, yeah, we have a text here yeah. uh, when we're talking about uh, uh, retiring sweaters and hockey Hall yeah, of Fame players. Sure. Yeah. We got a really good comment from a caller reminding us about Paul Henderson. Uh, Paul Henderson, uh, great Toronto Maple Leaf, greater Team Canada player. Scored the, in my opinion, essentially in the opinion of all Zoomers, people of my generation, scored the most important goal in hockey history. And our and our caller points out, he's not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Well, he should be, in which the is Hall a travesty as he far should, as I'm concerned. He should be in the Hall of Fame. It's not the NHL Hall of Fame. It's the Hockey Hall of Fame. And if Vladislav Tretiak is in the Hall of Fame and Paul Henderson's not. There is something wrong with that scenario. That's a pretty awesome point, though, Naz. I think that's really, really poignant, actually. I mean... But, you know, you're right. No, that's, that's incredible. For, I mean, when you look at it that way, um, it, it is kind of shameful. It, I mean, it, it, it's, it's one of those things that's hard to... I mean, 
for those of us who lived through it, we on that oh my goodness, that yeah, fateful day in September, we all remember where we were, and they, they you had you had a you had a nation, Canada, spellbound, like probably never was before, never was after. I think we were all in the cafeteria together. Come to think of it, <laughs> going back on that, of course. Uh, give us a call, 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740 so, if you have any questions for these getting, guys. Getting back to the Jays, um, R.A. Dickey, they, they have him on all these commercials as the face of the franchise, him and Bautista. And Bautista deserves to be the face of the Blue Jay fan, uh, franchise with the way he's performed in the past four or five years. But R.A. Dickey, he's doing all the commercials, he's doing all this stuff, and he's the face of the franchise. How can that be? Well, he's articulate. <laughs> he's wrote a book. He's been on 60 Minutes. Um, very well-spoken, very intelligent. Um, Can't pitch, th- th- though. Well, he, well, that's not fair comment. Now, wow. He can pitch. He's probably just not earning what he's being paid, but he can pitch. We have a call. In retired jerseys is Wally. What do you have to say, Wally? Hello. Good Hi. morning. Good morning. Regarding the um, jersey numbers, this 14 for Shanahan, um, you'll see every um, drafted Leaf this spring will also have a number 14. I think um, the only retired number for the Leafs, I believe, is number 5 for Bill Barocco. Yeah, number 6 is retired, too. That was Ace Ace Bailey, and then Ron Ellis uh, was asked by Ace Bailey to wear the sweater, and Ellis did, and then it was retired as soon as Ellis retired. Right, and also number nine was worn by Ted Kennedy, and That's, I believe uh, he asked um, Dickie Duff to wear it. Yep, yep. And number ten was Sil Apps, and it was retired, and Sil also asked um, George Armstrong. So, to what's wear your it. feeling on the situation? Do you think that the Leafs should uh, move towards retiring these jerseys, or do you figure that uh, you know the way they're doing it now is is perfectly fine? No, I think they should go. By the the player itself and what his um, credentials were. No, that's fine. That's perfect. Thanks very much. Thanks for the call. Thank you very much for the call. Um, interesting point that uh, he he the caller raised is that there's actually two jerseys that are completely retired. Yep. That cannot be worn, and the other ones are honored, um, but can be worn. And there's banners hanging up at the top of the ACC. And once again. The Leafs are the only original six team that uh, has this policy that they don't, other than the two, that they have the policy of honoring sweaters rather than retiring sweaters. Yeah. Well, here's something. Matt Sundin wore number 13, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Should he be reti- his number be retired? Well, I don't know. Wh- Good. Retired. Why, why would you why, why, how could you retire his? How could you retire Matt Sundin 13 and not retire Dave Keon 14? I think Keon should be retired. I'm not disagreeing You're with you. You're trying to I'm get just, me upset again. Matt. I'm just throwing Matt Sundin <laughs> out there. Should he be retired? I'm just throwing that out out there, right? But you 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 you're taking the position that we're going to single out Sundin and just retire his and No, and no, no. Else. I just I'm just looking at performance, right? We have a caller who wants to talk, ask a question about the Blue Jays. Uh, Oris, are you there? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Now, I know that uh, Toronto is basically and always will be a hockey town. Yes. Nevertheless, the Leafs are not in the playoffs. This is true. Thanks. Why is it that the Toronto Sun doesn't put the Blue Jays on the sports page until page 22? 
Are you talking about this morning's? Uh, this morning. This morning, Sunday, Sunday. And practically all of this season so far, yeah. it's been well into the sports pages. The Blue Jays are the team of the moment. I, I don't even look at the Raptors. Well, that's a that's a very very good comment. Um, we found um, that we're that interest in the Blue Jays is starting to heat up. I'm getting more and more comments uh, talking Blue Jays. There's no question about it. Um, if the Blue Jays go on a little bit of a run, I, one of the, I believe one of the reasons that there hasn't been the buzz about the Blue Jays is they really haven't been that successful. And especially over last year's when everybody uh, thought it was going to be a great season. But I tell you, these Blue Jays, they go on a run, and you're going to watch how this city is going to get behind them. Well, let's look at this. Tampa Bay has lost three pitchers due to injury. Boston has started horribly slow. Baltimore is not playing much better. The Jays and the Yankees look like the two teams in the East. And you know what? I think the Jays, as bad as I've criticized the Raptors, I think the Jays are for real. I think they're going to challenge for the American League East. And I think they're going to go a long way this year. And I, I, you know what, Naz, I couldn't agree with you more. And going back to what the caller said, Forest, yeah. uh, we get a successful season out of the Jays, this city's going to go crazy, just like they're going crazy for the Raptors. We're starved. We're starved for a winner. This That's city's kind of an starved yeah, for a winner. Absolutely. You know, we need so something like that. We get a winner. The, the, the media will pick it up. The fans will pick it up. And the sun will pick it up. Just remind everybody, give us a call at 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. And a quick reminder as well, uh, visit our website at nazanwally.ca or email us at info at nazanwally.ca. And uh, if you have a question, you can do it that way. We're going to go to a commercial. We'll be right back, and we'll pick it up where we left off. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. A companion, a true companion, one that's there for you no matter what. That's what owning a pet brings to your life. And at Zoomer Radio, the new AM740, we want to help you find one. Visit our website as each week we profile a different pet of the week. Available for adoption at the Toronto Humane Society. Wonderful, loving companions who need homes. Maybe yours? To view this week's pet of the week, visit am740.ca. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. 
It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7, striving to inspire you at every turn. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when my wife accused me of having an affair. How could I tell her that I was hopelessly in love with extra thin crust pizza from Pizzaville? I didn't ask for this to happen. It was so thin, so delicate, so delicious. I can't bear to share it with my wife. She wants me to see a counsellor, but I don't want to share it with him either. Call Pizzaville for an extra thin crust pizza at 736-3636. They never argue sports. They just explain while they're always correct. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. We're back with the uh, Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Stan? On the line, you have a question about Paul Henderson statement. I watched that game when Paul Henderson scored his goal, and it was a team effort. There are I don't know how many players on the team, but a lot of them are digging. And so you're basically uh, saying you don't think he's checking, and, yeah. and he happened to be at the right place at the right time. And when people talk about that game, Paul Henderson comes up, but uh, you never hear much about the others. And I think it's a bad example also for kids who. Who play hockey and they they don't score the goals, but they're they're always working. But when they give recognition to players who score goals, it takes a little bit away from the other players. That's a good you know, that, you know, that's that, a good comment to make, that, Stan. Thank you. That's a f- that's a fabulous call. I, I like the point that there were, and in fact, uh, Phil Esposito was the most valuable player of that team. He was the heart and soul of that team Canada team. Um, without Phil Esposito, they wouldn't have won that series. But Paul Henderson scored the winning goal. In the last three games of that series, not just the last game, he scored the winning goal in the seventh game, and he scored the winning goal in the sixth game. Did he get? The he went through. Well? He went through three guys in Game Seven, yeah. I believe, and scored a great individual goal. I mean, yeah. that was a terrific goal by Henderson. You know what? These guys. Um, it's true. Phil Esposito was the the uh, the uh, best player on true. that team. But he's in the Hall of Fame. Anyways, we could debate that point, and we will at, at a future yeah. point in time. When, gotta, when on I, Hall of Fame weekend, I'd love to have this I discussion gotta, about Paul Henderson again. i got to bring up a quick uh, – yeah. we do have, a, we do have a, a situation that we do support, the Foundation Fighting Blindness at www.ffb.ca. Uh, both are uh, one of our key clients and, uh, and our host here, Walter Rigabon. Um, our uh, big supporters big of that supporters organization. Of this and, and, and Walter, if you have anything to say about that, um, or have we said enough? We do support. We've it. got our golf wisdom segment now. We've got Sean Clement Sean on Clement the line. Coming up. And uh, Sean, are Good you there? Morning, Good Holy morning, Michael. Sean. Look at who it is. Right, this guy's going to improve my <laughs> score. You better get down here right now with a set of clubs in your hand. I'm looking at some green grass outside the window here, and I chipped my last one out into the parking lot. That's not true. He's looking at the female joggers going by, Sean. Anyway, Sean, I understand you're calling in from Montreal this morning. Is the city all abuzz over the Habs? Oh, my goodness, yeah. It's, uh, well, we're, we're just a little north of the city here getting ready, getting ready for a little Easter egg hunt uh, with the nieces and nephews. Wonderful. And uh, yeah, it's uh, the Canadians are doing. They're in a they're in a really cool spot. Anyways, give our regards to uh, from all the Leaf fans in Toronto. Give all the all the regards to the Half fans in Montreal. Anyways, yeah. great call on Bubba at the Masters last Sunday. You, uh, uh, I checked that out. You called uh, Bubba to win. That was a great call. Absolutely, good work. Like I said, he was the only guy not thinking about his golf swing. 
and uh, he's out there just playing his shots. And uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the a lot of the people from the Golf Channel uh, are are looking uh, at that in in, uh, in a bewildered state. And uh, we, you know, that's that's what we teach at our learning center. Yeah, can I just bring something up on that, Sean? Because we did have a discussion and I uh, about that after the show last week. And I was with a good friend of mine the other day. He's uh, he's he's quite a you know he's an avid golfer to say the least. And uh, and I mentioned you and I told him to go on to your YouTube channel yeah. to have a look uh, because you know just let the, just to let our listeners know, um, Sean has probably eight trillion hits uh, <laughs> with with his golf wisdom. And, and I was mentioning to this guy, I said, you know, like, maybe it's a good idea for you to, first of all, have a look at Sean, what he has to offer on his, on his YouTube, but as well, maybe contact him. Um, and, and, of course, you get the standard answer, you know, like, well, you know, I don't need somebody to, you know, to throw chinks into my armor and, uh, and, 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 and make this at the beginning of the season, start throwing things that they're going to make me. Well, tell, could you remind people exactly what you do and how you, what your process is to, to improve people's golf? Well, here's the deal. Um, you got two arms, two legs, you're still alive, you're on planet Earth, you're a gravity genius, and you're already equipped to do so many different things. Uh, and one of the things that I love doing in the springtime, and I, I tell my students to go out and gra- grab a grass whip or buy a grass whip at home hardware, $15.95, and, yeah. uh, and get down to the dandelion cutting with it. Now, if you can swing a grass whip in both directions and cut dandelions with the grass whip, then you're going to do amazing with with the golf swing. Now you notice how we're not talking about positions, or we're not we're not talking about you know where where to put the club and all that stuff. But most people don't understand that a golf club is a grass cutting device. If you look at uh, let's say ping, you go to your local golf shop, you'll notice there's a little notch on the hosel of the club to cut the grass along the whole surface of the bottom of the club. So turf interaction is the number one priority with golf manufacturers. And, you know, that's exactly what a grass whip is all about. So when you go out to the driving range next, and let's say you guys are having a hard time and you're topping the ball, you're having a difficult time with the contact with the golf ball, see a dandelion in front of you, not a golf ball, and and see the stem of the dandelion through the ball. And notice how the sole of the club, which is your grass-cutting part of the club, is perfectly in line to cut that dandelion stem. Sean, just to uh, just to remind listeners of your website, www.wisdomingolf.com, 16,000 members on that website, a fantastic forum yeah. where people exchange golf advice. And this going back to this grass whip concept, because it's difficult sometimes to visualize, mm-hmm. uh, direct our listeners to the YouTube video where they can they can get more information yeah. on that and they can see it. Anytime you want, you want to search anything on golf, you just type in the word grass whip and my name, Sean Clement, S-H-A-W-N, uh, or bunker shots, Sean Clement, putting, Sean Clement, and, and, it, and it'll, it'll appear uh, on, on, uh, you know, from that search. And then it's a complete free golf lesson. We have over 300 videos, and, uh, and that's why we're number one right now on the Internet. We have over 20 million hits and 40,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. And uh, we're already approaching that uh, just on the website. So it's, uh, it's more than a grassroots system, you know, base now, and it's, and it's really taken on some, uh, some traction. 
No, that's awesome, Sean. And uh, again, thanks for thanks for for calling in. We're going to keep it, of course, and we've we've discussed it. Sean's going to be a regular on the show. Thanks for calling again, Sean. <laughs> and uh, and again, so people know as well that they can also access Sean's. Uh, website uh, through the nazanwali.ca website. Uh, the link is at the bottom of the of, of the homepage. Um, we're coming up to the uh, five minute mark of the show, and uh, we need to wind down. Talk about what's going to be happening in the next little while in sports. Uh, Walter, what are you what, what are you looking at right now? What do you think? What's going to happen this week? What's new? What should we keep our eyes on? NHL playoffs. NHL playoffs. We didn't there's even some, touch that. There's yet. some fantastic hockey yep. going on. I don't know if anybody watched the Columbus. Pittsburgh game Jackets, last night. Yeah. Um, was it double overtime? Double, double overtime. overtime. Uh, watch out for Columbus. Uh, if they get, if Bobrovsky stands on his head like I think that he can, there, there's an upset in the making there. I think the uh, the big upset not is going to be Detroit uh, beating Boston. Boston. Um, I saw Babcock do a masterful job against the uh, Bruins the other night. They clogged up the middle. Boston couldn't move. Boston is not a good skating team. And if you take the middle away from them, they may be in deep trouble. Detroit has the best coach in the NHL coaching them, and he may just be able to get Detroit to beat Boston. Watch the Avalanche last night. What, what a great young team. Unbelievable. McKinnon, Landeskog, these, Stastny, these kids can fly. What, yeah, an, can. what an entertaining Game watching those young kids play, and they're missing Duchesne, yeah, who's exactly. probably their say. best player. Exactly. Let's let's talk about the second most popular team in the city. That's the Montreal Canadiens. Even though I hate to say <laughs> that, um, they look fantastic. Uh, Carey Price did not play well in the first game, and they still beat Tampa. Montreal wiped them out in the second game. I can't see Tampa Bay even winning a game. No. I think they're done in four. No, they're done. Tampa Bay's not coming back. Um, Chicago Blackhawks are in a whole lot of hurt right now, giving up the way they lost those uh, those two games in St. Louis. Um, they're in trouble. Um, but there's Chicago, though. They're they, Chicago. They have some experience. They've won two Stanley Cups. They've got experience and they've got leadership. Yeah. They, they've got Jonathan Taves. He's a great leader. Uh, Patrick, Crane, Patrick Kane is a phenomenal hockey player. Duncan Keith. Uh, I'm not counting them out yet. But uh, the survivor of that series may have uh, may have a problem uh, going forward after this series. Who knows how long they can last? Okay, we've got a couple of minutes left. Let's just do this really quickly. Uh, first round picks. What do you think? Playoffs. What do you got, Willie? Uh, Detroit. Any upsets? You think Detroit's, Detroit's be an upset? Oh, that's a, oh, that's an upset. That? I love the fact. I like the way you're looking at it. Uh, Wouldn't it be interesting that the first two seeds in the East go down in the first round? But Pittsburgh that, and Boston. Yeah, I mean, are you predicting that? Is this a Nazarino prediction here? <laughs> this is what I want to know. You've made some pretty strange predictions in the past, Naz. I'm going to tell you one thing. One of those two teams are going to upset. Yeah, and it's not, either going to be either or. But give us an answer, Naz. I I like Detroit over Boston. Okay, too. Detroit over Boston, Columbus, Pittsburgh. I like, you know, I, I, that's a tough one to call. It, Bobrovsky is going to be the key to that. If he plays to the capability, watch for an upset Seven there, Seven-game series, anything going I on I do here? not trust Flurry in net for Pittsburgh. And I really don't trust him in net, and I think that's their downfall. Columbus does have better goaltending than uh, Pittsburgh. San Jose looked awesome in that game against yeah. a very, very good L.A. team. Um 
if if they continue on that path, uh, watch out. They so could they the could things. they could be your Stanley Cup winner. So there is a there is a San Jose Sharks are a blueprint for the Leafs to look at. Even though they have not won the Stanley Cup, they have had really good teams, and that team was built within their own organization. You take a look at the the players they have; they've been there for a period of time. Well, Naz, we're going to look for a prediction from you next week. You waffled your way through this one, and we'll let everybody, uh, we'll let everybody know where you stand. It's Easter. Easter. You know what? Naz is going to go on the website, on the blog. He's going to post his prediction. So tell our listeners to go check it out there. And post your question. We hope to hear it next week. Thanks for listening in. Bye. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.